Summer on the orbital has reached its peak. The village, uh, I, I mean inhabitants' favourite traditional ways of celebrating. The medium pad has had a pressure dome built over it, and inside, a full-scale henge has been constructed out of shipping containers. Obviously, this means that Red Planet taxi services will have nowhere to park. Uh, but of course, we all have to make sacrifices. Which is why we need container henge in the first place. Inside... Locals are wearing floaty gowns, flower garlands, suns, moons, and even the occasional wizard staff can be seen. No pink spandex with fruit hats in sight, I note. They wouldn't dare. That bridge has been built, crossed, and burnt. There is a lot of greenery on the parade, and the smell of something herbal is everywhere. Eddie Lee, Wise and Sons, plus his daughters, are doing a deal on special suits made from wholly renewable materials and tailored to the individual. They do look a bit twiggy, though. Almost as they have been woven together, like the furniture in the day room of the Hutton Retirement Home. The sound of quacking echoes along the thoroughfares and onlookers are treated to display a formation flying by the Momus Bog Spaniel security detail, kitted out with ornithopter-style fairy wings as they head out on patrol. At the allotted time, everyone gathers at the fake Neolithic structure. The chatter dies away and the people of Hutton stand in silence as Proxima Centauri rises behind the stones, well, containers. As one, they let out an admiring, ooh. A silhouetted figure steps under the lintel stone, raises their arms and says, and says, and helps if I take the mute off. Our mics are <laughs> live. They had one job to do. One job. Less. Send the boy to do a man's job. Good evening. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and I have a wizard staff. Yeah, you should give that back. I mean, he looks really angry. I'm Wilma Fingerdoo, and I've been dancing around the sacred stones. I'm your Harkness, and I'm wearing flowers in my hair. Well, you know, some of that luminous fungus from the lower decks. Actually, it's starting to make my scalp burn a bit now. I'm Huang Kerr, and I've been reading A Midsummer Night's Dream. Who wants to see my bottom? You'll get it. You'll get the pan. Speaking of pans, I'm Norma Snuckers, and I'm learning to play the pipes. As long as it's not the bagpipes. I'm Sandy Crevis, and I've made a lovely pot of tea with my um, mushrooms. That desk's a very pretty shade of grey, isn't it? Um... Right, let's get these headlines done, or it'll be the winter solstice. Colonia clone chaos as Bad Apple appears amongst the hankies. Rampage. On the rampage. Too hot, too messy. Week 46 update. 
peanut butter wrestling. Don't mind if they do. Hot or not, Thargoids use heat vision. Atrus may or may not be back. Systems sit stock still. It's the BGS. First, tonight, a report from Colonia, where the eccentric, self-styled monarch King Hanky and his notorious Hutton Fastbus have become entangled in a clone conundrum that has left local authorities perplexed. It appears that King Hanky, known for his fondness for the clonomat, has found himself in a digital doppelganger dilemma. Unidentified perpetrators have successfully cloned his digital identity, throwing Fort Mug into a state of bewilderment. This debacle has left citizens scratching their heads, pondering which hanky is the genuine article. With an abundance of clones floating about, Colonia was already a maze of identical regal figures. Picture the sight of royal duplicates engaging in juggling competitions or dispensing impromptu dance lessons. It's a circus of cloning chaos. However, that's just a normal day over in Colonia, punctuated by the reduction in the number of clones by one, as briefly one departs for the bubble, shortly before another, or maybe even the same one, returns from that direction. With the realisation that, despite the number of clones being in flux, Sometimes, as some of them have the flux, authorities find themselves grappling with the perplexing task of identifying the true king amongst clones. It was first noticed by what we assume is the original Hanky clone when he logged into Galbuk and realised that he'd spent the last four hours sending out spam. Spam with everything. You wouldn't believe what this person did with spam. One spam trick a day will shave years off your life. Man outraged as spam taken off the menu. That sort of thing. All linking to dubious messages. Then there were the group invitations, pizzas ordered in his name for delivery by Beluga from the bubble. That attracts a million credit tip. Holographic messages promoting dubious enhancements like laser beam eyes or hyper-intelligent space cabbages. And much more. After receiving the report of the hack, law enforcement agencies are conducting rigorous investigations, attempting to untangle the web of hanky impersonators. Imagine the sight of handcuffs repeatedly, repeatedly clamping down on clones, only to realise they've apprehended an entire clone colony. It's a farcical game of cat and mouse. The consequences of this clonic calamity extend beyond mere amusement. Critical systems throughout Colonia have fallen prey to the confusion, with pilots finding themselves locked out of starports due to unreliable access codes. The once precise traffic control systems, that's a joke, resemble a cosmic dance floor, with ships twirling and spinning in perplexing patterns. So, as the mischief unfolds, and most of the hanky clones are attempting to prove they're not the illegally cloned one, the citizens of Colonia find themselves caught in limbo. Who amongst the clones is the genuine hanky? When will the chaos subside and order be restored to Fort Mug? And, dare we ask, will Colonia ever be rid of those pesky spam transmissions? These questions hang in the cosmic ether, shrouded 
in hanky hijinks. He has, however, changed all of his passwords and flushed as much spam as he can out of the airlock. Commander Rampage, former hot boss, trucker at large around the universe, is, this weekend, holding a rather raucous, rowdy, rambunctious, rollicking and revelrous gathering of fellow commanders to celebrate managed to get through a whole year as Hutton Ninja, without being attacked, a troop of vicious girl guides and return to the infirmary. Commander Deadmate GF has been allowed off the naughty step. Flossie has been hired as head of security, complete with freshly forged combat pants for any miscreants or Deadmate. Basically the same thing. Ma and Pa Barker have put away the stabby things and donned their finest metal garb. Though not a suit of armour, this is more faded black and covered in things like demon skulls. Commander Vantian is being let out of his cave and there are rumours that, being midsummer, Alvin has chosen a nice, but freshly rolled in garden weeds ensemble, in honour of the occasion. There was a minor hiccup when the purple python, the shady lady, designated travel for a number of guests had an unexpected percussive interaction with an agri-dome and has had to replace the ancient ship with a shiny new one. This time something entirely more imperial and comfortable and with super cruise assist and ship to scenery avoidance radar. He hasn't had time yet to find enough purple paint to make it look just right, but with only 60,000 light years on the clock, it's a damn sight more reliable than the previous incarnation of the Tigger's broom that is the shitty lady. There are rumours that there will be protests held outside the gathering from members of the No Fruit on Pizzas Brigade and the complimentary process from the Savour Anchovies Society, who feel that anchovies exist for something other than being put in a nice Neapolitan. We aren't sure how old Rampage is, as though a combination of anti-ageatics, healthy living and, of course, total inability to grow a mighty beard, he still looks like he's only 50. One visitor did offer to chop him in half and count the facelift rings, but it was suggested this might be a little painful a lot messy and of course likely to be fatal, so the idea was squashed fairly quickly. This note to Flossie, you might want to search visitors for any sharp influence, just in case. We tried carbon dating him and the machine just laughed. We will be reporting next week on the shenanigans from the impromptu hunting gathering, but wish him well and absolutely promise that the surprise that will be jumping out of the cake will be neither a troop of well-armed girl guides nor dead meat in a thong. After 46 weeks, or almost 11 long months, Too Hot Too Messy, the Hutton-led initiative to deliver a Hutton mug and Centauri Megagin to all the stations in the galaxy, has recorded over 80,000 deliveries. With our original assumption of 400,000-odd stations and settlements in Odyssey, that marks roughly the 20% mark in the event. Weekly numbers were down marginally last week, and the four-weekly average is hovering around the 1,200 deliveries a week. No new commanders joined this week, leaving 291 spread across 95 squadrons. Hutton still has the largest contingent, with 93 commanders, who have delivered almost 43,000 mugs. The Buckyball Racing Club are still in second place with over 4,800. The Winged Hussars are holding third with over 3,100. The Paladins are in fourth with over 1,900. 
Border Reaver has taken single-handedly has single-handedly taken the order of twelve into fifth, pushing the Burr Pit into sixth. The Anti-Zeno Initiative behind them in seventh. The Soteria Accord are eighth, and the Undead are ninth. Elite Dangerous NZ has just broken the thousand mark, increasing membership of the thousand club to ten squadrons. Him, yeah. Commander Chicks, the one with no life beyond mugging, is still leading the deliveries table with almost 11,600 delivered. Some say that he's probably taken full advantage of the recent expansion state with its associated increased gin production to refill his fleet carrier. Waller 81 is second with almost 9,700 ahead of NEMB in third with over 6,200 deliveries. Sheer Blackwood is in 4th place with over 4,700, ahead of Infinite Dreamer in 5th with 2,900. Talkie Mouse moved into 6th place ahead of LDSK in 7th. Border Reaver's push has taken him into a clear 8th place ahead of Reese Lang in 9th. Last week's mug winner, Sinister Hedgehog, concludes the top 10. The Thousands Club still has 13 members and of course we know all this because it is tracked live in the Too Hot, Too Messy event page in the Hutton Helper. Additionally, there is a chance to win a real-world, dishwasher unsafe, self-cleaning, so that you don't have to, Hutton Mug. Any commander that delivers 10 mugs and gin in the weekly Thursday to Thursday period will be entered into next week's draw to real win a real Hutton Mug. Unless, of course, you already have one. 45 lucky commanders have accomplished this so far, and you can see a little golden mug next to their names in the top commanders table. As mentioned, last week's winner was Sinister Hedgehog, so keep listening for this week's winner to be announced in the banter bit after the news. If you've delivered if you'd delivered 10 mugs and gin in every week since the start, 11 months ago, you'd have racked up at least 460 deliveries and only 31 or 1 in 9 of signed up commanders have managed this. If you haven't, why not give it a try and share the burden of the next 4 years? In order to join the fun, you'll need to sign up by downloading the Hutton Helper from hot.forthemug.com slash download and then your mug and gin deliveries will be automatically registered for you by Antares's organic, non-GMO, soya-fed, local estro replicant hamsters, which not, which not be able to pass a void camp test, but by using their set of very special skills, they'll hunt you down and they will find you. We're used to odd goings-on in the Presidential Palace over in the Federation, but Galtwit was stunned into silence for a few minutes this week after President Hudson suggested that he'd win a cage fight against Zachary Rackham. To which Rackham, never one to back down from a challenge, posted the cryptic reply, jelly or baked beans. Whilst Hudson's press officer immediately jumped in to say that Hudson's assertion that he would win wasn't a challenge, just a statement of fact, and of course the federal president would never stoop so low as to actually put himself in danger, Hudson appeared to have other ideas. 
How about peanut butter, he replied. Still gonna kick your ass. It's on. Name a time and place. Winner takes the presidency, replied Rackham. Who, as far as we can tell, spends most of his time when he's not inventing things that nobody knew they didn't need but now all want, exercising and training in a number of rather deadly-looking martial arts. Hudson, meanwhile, likes his pudding, and has people for that sort of thing, and the only thing he lifts are criminal charges against his friends. Oh, and the spoons from Imperial Gatherings, which is why he isn't invited anymore. When both candidates were asked whether, given the Thargoid invasion and huge chunks of space to manage, it was entirely appropriate to be gathering to be getting up to the, the kinds of things normally shared between courting couples on Love Planet, the inexplicably continually renewed trash TV show. They both replied that if it was good enough for Elsie, you know, full like one, it was good enough for them. Meanwhile, it appears that LCU's antics have been sufficient to bring him out of danger of losing his deposit, and eroded their leads by all of 3%, meaning he's now on 3%. Still no news from Rackham as to what his exciting new technology giveaway will be for the fair-weather friends that indulge in power play, nor have there been any pictures of his face in the media. We look forward to hearing those kinds of details in the presidential debates closer to the actual vote, but for the meantime, we'll just have to make do with the peanut butter wrestling. It's official. Thargoids think humans are hot. Or more accurately, they hardly even notice us when we're not. Speculation has been rife following forays into the heart of the maelstrom to tickle the toes of Tharg the Mighty's mighty titan that if you're cold enough, neither the patrolling glaives nor the titan's own armaments pay you any attention whatsoever. Unless you tickle too hard, then it's likely the resultant guffaw will send you spinning back out to the outer regions of the maelstrom with your tailbone between your ears and a ringing noise in your eyes that's properly confusing. It has adjusted the list of ships that are most effective for exploration of the titan's backyard to include anything that can run colder than Pluto's moon, Charon, and as such, remain totally unnoticed until you've got a good enough picture to send in for this week's interstellar screenshots, and when you are fetching Decal. Of course, chattering teeth and uncontrollable shivering are likely to get you as noticed as being a bit of hot stuff, though without information as to whether Thargoids have ears or just sense the vibrations through the fog of the maelstrom, we don't know. And honestly speaking, is there a difference? But the kinds of ships that can load up as many caustic sinks, heat sinks, and of course icy cold engineered modules are in hot demand. Pun intended. <laughs> then of course, there are the miners, bringing their peculiar brand of exobiological sampling to the situation, and in place of a good probinator or some scanners have taken to just knocking chunks off the Titan and bringing them back to see if any of them bring them any riches or a solution to the war. Estimates by Hutton's Hackswing are that the current rate of erosion, a single titan might just be able to be whittled down to a nubbin by the time Too Hot Too Messy is finished. Talking of Hackswing... Good evening, truckers. Nitrous5060 reporting in with the latest updates on the Thargoid War. 
My holiday was lovely, by the way. Humanity, however, is holding ground against the Thargoids. Boo. Oh, yay. Boo for Thargoids. Yay for us. Only question remains is how long till we see a Maelstrom fully pushed back? Gonna need some big bulldozers for that one. It was a busy week for the Galactic Axe, or is it AX community? Repelling the Thargoids in, count them right now, 78 systems, and I'm sure Valkarius is going to tell me I've got that one wrong again. But anyway, I think it's 78. This marks the largest number of stations, or systems even, defended since the start of the war. This is now starting to allow many of the AX, or is it Axe, groups to have a little bit of breathing room for pilots to rest and recover after so many months at the front. Hackswing has been hard at work with the Mode, or is it M-O-D-E, Alliance, to ensure we're doing our part. Speaking of which, Hackswing, we've got invasions back on the menu. Your orders for this week... Or a large burger and fry, uh, sorry, will be to repel the invasions of Loverojo and the HIP 22052 systems near the Tyrannis Maelstrom. FTM Hacks Ops, or is that F-T-M-H-E-X-O-P-S, I don't know, will be located in HIP or H-I-P, I'm confused, 24912 to provide support and somewhere to rest your vocal cords. Due to technical difficulties, <laughs> FTM Hacks Gom will jump tomorrow to the same system. We'll see you on the front lines, truckers. For the mug! Things are beginning to calm down a little more in Hutton Space. Four systems are on the naughty step this week, and apart from past events, the Master Control Situation Display Panel Board is completely clear. More on those stories coming up. Not having moved more than a point in three weeks, Hillpass Psy, the first of three systems on 35, has become the bearer of this week's wooden spoon by simply letting lower systems leave it, well, standing. Wooden spoon holder from three weeks ago, Stein 2051, is also sitting still on 35. Both of these systems have a civil war in progress which is tying up a quarter of system influence, so leave it for a few days before you try to improve matters. New permanent resident of the doldrums, LP525-39, completes the pile of systems on 35. As was the case for the two previous weeks, the system has a clear board with nothing of note going on, so feel free to go in there and boost Hutton's interests. Maintaining its point-a-week upward trend, the notoriously hard-to-move Epsilon Indy has managed to soar to the sobering heights of 36. No fewer than three infrastructure failures were cleared last week, so keep a lookout for the Golden Fleet carriers flown by those who made an outrageous profit. At the overachieving end of the Hutton Systems table, we have six systems on or above 60%. We expanded into Tabit, which is controlled by the EDF, so we're not staying. Priorities this week are, if you want to chuck something, and the answer is yes indeedy, you do, boost LP525-39. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, I've got questions. I, I've got important questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the first one has got to be about the, the presidential thing. 
um, which was, I think it was a, a Sandy Crevice uh, article, that one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, is it crunchy or smooth peanut butter? I think that Question. depends on how hard you kick him. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose that, I mean, maybe they're just trying to ride the wave of LCU's antics. Or oh, he's getting more attention than us on Galtwit. Maybe we should be silly too. I think as a political question, that ought to be answered straight away by saying, well, thank you. That's an excellent question. Then go off and talk about something completely not associated with the question just asked. That's yeah, how you answer political questions. Well, only if you've had the training. Oh, no, the they training. all go to. They've had yeah, they, they have special training on how not to answer questions. Yeah, I think I heard some of that this morning on uh, PM. On, uh, today. Well, generally speaking, it's on the what is the what is the BBC politics program, the daytime thingy with usually with Kirsty Walk or something, isn't it? Or Newsnight, but during the daytime thing. Yeah. TV or radio? Uh, TV, TV. I don't know. I've got to watch that. Yeah. Uh, is well, it, it's is nice. Is it the news? No, it's not the news. It's where they, it's where they get politicians and then they ask them questions that they don't answer. I mean, it, oh, it hard only talk. seems. Hard talk, that's hard the one. Hard talk. tack. That's World yeah. Service, isn't it? Or something? BBC World? Oh, could be. Well, I usually get yeah. it when I'm overseas. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we, we are joined in the studio by the usual crew this evening. We have Commander Flossie on a different microphone. <laughs> yes, I know. Your, yeah. your ab- apple flavoured, just don't bite it. <laughs> yeah, apple flavoured. Yes. Yeah. We, we, we have the apology officer. Hello. Who was a bit confused by the mention of a hot boss because we don't have a hot boss anymore. No, we don't have a hot boss anymore. It's more a hot, it's a tepid conglomerate. So it's a not boss. Not an anarcho syndicalist commune. Yeah. Thanks, James. I'm glad you both came out with that one at the same time. We have Commander Chicks, who's. No, are you in? Are you in West Britain at the moment, or are you in in the in the the sort of hot sweltering city bit? I'm in the centre of the universe. Oh right, excellent. Um, and we we've we, we've got the Sandy Crevice, also known as the Litho Breaker. Now Litho Breaker's taken over the decks this evening, which is why it's looking more seamless than normal. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it still says loading standby, so you never know. The show might be. Yeah, I think that's last week's show uh, because I didn't upload it. So yes, it, it's still loading. Last week's show to the um, yeah. um, to the audio the repository. I'll, I'll I'll get there. Crises and all that. Um, and we have Amelia. Hello. Uh, who still hasn't been to knock chunks off Titans yet? I haven't. No. It, I mean, is, you can... it is on my to-do list. My to-do list at the moment is incredibly long. Well, talking of your to-do list, before we move along, I understand your to-do list used to have set up a stream deck and OBS and all of the panels uh-huh. that that Litho is demonstrating so capably in front of us at the moment, and see uh-huh. whether it makes you go, "Oh my god," and run away, or go, "Oh yeah, I get that." No, um, I've been how, getting chills with excitement. Oh, you have. Are they multiplying? So they are. Yeah. You're losing control. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Situation no, that's me that's losing show, control. Then. But the power it's <laughs> supplying, is it electrifying? <laughs> it's electrifying. Uh, well, yeah. it's tariff. Which tariff are you on? So you, you've, you've, I better you've, shake you've up, lifted... Really. Yeah, well, yeah, you've lifted yeah. you've lifted the skirts and sort of seen a little bit of the ankle oh, hey. underneath the, the skirts <laughs> of the show. Well, there are laws against that these days. Yeah, yes. Well, with permission, with consent. Um, but yes, yeah, so so you have peak just under under the hem of the uh, the, the show there as to how it's uh, how it's glued together, and you've seen all of the gaffer tape and all the magnets and the velcro. And and the I've already set likes. up my stream deck. I've already set up my stream deck. Yeah. So are we going to be sort of seeing you maybe at some point having a go at keeping us all in line, or is this is well, this? 
Now, well, Amelia, as your uh, agent, you, don't feel obliged to offer a rash <laughs> response at this point. You, you have to ask my sensei when I'm it's ready. 30%, remember, 30%. Oh, sensei Litho Breaker. Yeah, so when do you fancy, Amelia? Next week, maybe? Uh, do you think I'm ready? Probably. Do you think I would be able to? Well, we've got the last well, bits and pieces if you to push go through the buttons in order, something will happen. The only thing you've got to remember is to put your own mic live when you say our mics are live. I mean, that's the <laughs> no, that's, that's, the that's entirely thing. optional. Oh, it's optional, right? Well, okay. I've got another lesson. What is it, Jim? Tuesday? Yeah. I've got another lesson on Tuesday, and then when, when then you we'll reach decide... grade seven. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to level up. No, she's been well, on see, the fiddle for years. If it had, if it had been, if we'd got it right, it would have been this week when we, we've got a couple of segments that are a little bit, you know what I mean, they're, they're a little bit shorter. And then you've got to, of course, work out pushing the buttons and talking at the same time. So on that week, I may have to sort of, you know, switch you back down a bit to short, short lines. And um, yeah. uh, yes, um, that, that I'm just having a, I'm having a mental image of, I am pressing the right buttons. Not necessarily in the <laughs> right Fucking seamless, my ass. <laughs> seamless, seamless. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously don't forget to hit the record button because yours truly does that way too just, often. Just an hour and a half of the word seamless scrolling across the screen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In the credits. And, oh, well, Kara's suggestion, do a test stream. Well, that, that is entirely possible. There might be an impromptu. We, we could do that and then uh, become affiliates. I always find once you've started streaming, you can't really stop. You've just got yeah, to no, go the, through Twitch. the whole thing. Yeah, Twitch did get in touch earlier because it, it, we we don't do the sort of the chasey followers. Please, please, you know, like and subscribe. We don't do any of that nonsense. But somehow, mysteriously, over the time we've been doing this, we've accumulated nearly enough people. They said, "Oh, would you like to be an affiliate?" And the first question for us is, "What's one of them?" Then <laughs> uh, we don't know what it means, but um, we're we're a, we're a gnat's left um, glaive away from um, uh, apparently being being something new on Twitch. So, um, and I'd just yeah, like to say. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Yes. So if you've all got an alt right on on Twitch, just just yeah, do do that thing or, or bring some friends or whatever. Um, but apparently so. Yes. Um, we, 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 I don't know what it means. I'm sure. I'm sure we can go and find one of the the, the other elite dangerous streamers and say, "What's this affiliate nonsense all about?" Um, but anyway, we, we we might get one of those sooner or later if if we bring friends. I think we we gain about three a week, so it's about the same length of time between now and achieving it as too hot, too messy might be. Um, now, uh, t talking talking of too hot, too messy, uh, did I see Commander Chicks that we had gone over the eighty thousand mark? We yeah. have. Ooh, and our seven hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, whatever it is, of them yours. Uh, <laughs> no. But it's no. still quite a quite a few are. Well, some yes, um, eighty thousand one hundred and thirty-eight as we speak. Fantastic stuff, and uh, I mean, obviously, we read out all the the groups that are helping us out, the burrs and whatever else, mm. and the burrs actually segues us into uh, Pitfest or or Burcon or whatever it is that they've they've announced. I think um, they're they're doing their their um, burrs get together at uh, I think September sometime. Mm -hmm. uh, as well, I don't have details to hand, which is very naughty of me. But um, it's it's in September, and uh, and I'm just having a look on, on the on the on the oh, Dubry. It sounds just like this today. Probably. Saturday, the sixteenth of September, at the Belfry Hotel in Nottingham. Well, that just makes Ooh. that makes makes Dave Con look shabby. Well, whatever. What do you expect? As opposed to Batty. Yes. More golfy, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's more it, golfy. Isn't it more golfy? Isn't it meant to be bats in the belfry, though, rather than bears? Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was about to make that joke. Yeah. 
Yeah. Clubs, though, in golf, isn't it? Or no, you don't go clubbing bears. That's seals. That's my they, hate, they make a hell of a noise when they take off at night. <laughs> what, bears? bears? Yeah, the bears in the belfry. <laughs> so it's about... Anyway, it's... It's... It, it, uh, it it is it is on um, yeah if you if you search for uh, Pitcon by the Burr Pit um, yes they're, they're they're holding that in September and um, good friends of ours so yes it, um, it's another another opportunity for lots of pilots to get together. Uh, talking of opportunities pilots to get got, together, one of got, the other news articles. If you get a flight your window at night, don't open it. Yes. Um, what's, what's well, somebody date? else for what's what was the date of that again? Somebody that was the uh, know, 16th of September 2023 at the yeah. Belfry Hotel. Have in you just Nottingham. Googled it? What have you just Googled it? Put the link I did, in, yes. Put the link in the chat. Well, I've got the ticket buying link. Let me go to see if I can find the event link itself How much on the home page. Well, we've, we've put the link in the chat. Uh, it look. says it is, uh, it is general admission is £35, <gasps> and there is a £3.62 handling fee from Eventbrite, uh, so it would be £38.62. Yeah. Who do we get to handle? Sorry, pardon? Who do we get to handle? Uh, no, they handle or, or you. who gets to handle oh, us. Yes. Uh, apparently they've got playable retro consoles, hands-on demo and presentation for the developers of Starship Simulator, charity raffle which is yeah it, it's yeah. the done thing at these events for a special effect um and the finale of the whole day will be a live performance by commander toko so at a virtual duet with musical maestro commander Izo or alzo alzo that's it uh, and they've got tea coffee water and biscuits is that it yep well and people i mean that's, that's the best one no jet they're not going to get me people if they're only serving tea, coffee, water, and biscuits. Yeah, I mean, uh, tea, coffee, water, and biscuits. Apparently, is, they it like, comp is it like water with whiskey in? Well, there is a bar and there is a, a food nearby as well, apparently. You mean is it, is it tea, tea, surely? Is it tea, coffee, water, and biscuits, or tea, coffee, and water biscuits? No, it's water and biscuits, not and oh, water biscuits. Not not watery biscuits, then. <laughs> no, or watery like, biscuits. If it's no. not water biscuits, I don't know if I want to go. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it sounds like a great event, though. Does it does? And I'm um, that Starship Simulator thing. What's that about? Uh, it's a, it's it's a and it basically it's something we can install in the the Hutton Games Room. It is a a simulator of a starship. So it, it it's a giant starship you can walk around. I, I think Starship oh. Simulator. Um, it's a bit like uh, uh, like if you upgraded what what was that Pulsar? Um, I, I want one. Last colony. Uh, simulator, yes. Um, hang on a sec. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at a website for that one now. Uh, it's it's a space. It's a space exploration um, sandbox, and it looks a lot like Star Trek, just without the licensed branding. Fair enough. Uh, it, it, its own words say it's a space exploration sandbox where you serve as a crew member aboard mankind's first experimental deep space exploration vessel. Ooh. Your five-year mission to seek out new life and no, sorry, um, <laughs> your ship is tasked with the mission of exploring the galaxy beyond salt, which is the same thing, and seek out habitable worlds. That sounds from I, I was right first time. Withstanding orders to conduct science and make successful first contact. It's not called which, the Nostromo, is it? Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to read it. Apparently, yeah, it has two 200, <laughs> 200 crew members. Ah, it's not the same as the Enterprise, then. That's that 472. Um, well, I got minus how many red shirts? They've well, got procedure yeah. generated alien races. Oh, the so they've probably got 
willies hanging off their faces or something. And um, some will be welcoming of your presence, while other require skilled diplomacy, mm. usually involving a laser gun. Um, <laughs> or, or sending the captain yeah. down to um, sleep at them. Yes. We come in yes. pieces. Yes, or, or in aliens. Um, yeah, so that that sounds fun. But yes, uh, Pitcon is the is the September one. Apparently, they ran one in twenty 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 one in a pub somewhere. Oh, okay, a uh, little one, but they've decided to to go a yeah, bit snazzy. See, this, this seems like a somewhat more of a, a full on event. Mm. Uh, absolutely, um, they open at nine in the morning. Uh, the opening address is at 10 in the morning. There's free time. They've actually got free time on their list. Uh, yep. Oh, okay. um, there's a presentation at 12, Witch Space News Live. There's a nerd quiz, uh, a raffle, and music. That's uh, nerd quiz Nerd quiz at three. There we go. Hello, yeah. hello, hello, truckers. Yes, we had a message, hello, truckers. Yes, hello, sinister. Um, yeah, there you go. There's, there's, there's Pitcom. Did you see Sinister? Yep. Well, that... Sinister. Is that yeah. Sinister um, Hedgehog? No, well, I don't know. No, it's not spelt like that. It's got no. Y's and N's and Y's in. Oh, um, okay. Like Leonard Skinner. Is the coffee in a proper cup of, a proper cup of coffee pot? I don't know. And uh, somebody wants to win a nerd. Oh, I used to. Yeah, those were sweets, weren't they, nerds? No, no, no. Yeah. It's a Just nerd a quiz. It's a charity raffle. You have to win a charity. You have Mr. to win. Oh, right. Okay. Mr. Sinister is in the chat. Hello. He's first time chat. Yes. Yes. Uh, hello. Hello, Sinister. We're all waving. You can't see us, but yeah. those pictures above, our hands are waving just under the screen that you can't see there. Um, right. What do we. Now, was there a Frontier live stream this week? No. There was not. No. Teeth, well, days. there was an update about live streams. Yes. Oh, yes, there was. No, there was. There was. A metal there was live Schedule schedule. Schedule, depending yes. on the Atlantic is still so, writing or schedule. <laughs> schedule, schedules, plans, and plots. Okay, schedule. So they have their um, live stream schedule. They've actually published, and in fact, there was shock horror. Sally was jumping up and down because they remembered to actually put it on the 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 Twitch um, diary page under under their uh, the logo and everything. So it starts on July the twentieth with Frameshift Lines thirty two. And it says, let's prepare for update 16. Mm -hmm. Then we have the August 17th. So we're looking sort of, hang on a second, that date rings a bell. Uh, I'm just two, two days, days before Dave come. Yeah, two days. Well, so you never know. We'll, 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 we can probably talk about that with them when they turn up. Uh, then September the 14th, which is then just before PitCon. Then we have uh, October the fifth, where Halloween season begins. I imagine there's pumpkin heads, you know, those glowing pumpkin heads, oh, and yeah. all of the yeah, the, the costumes and decals for the ships and spooky Hall ship Halloween, colors. Halloween season starts on the thirty-first of October, surely. And well, finishes on. But the, finishes on the, the, given that their next one after that is not till November the twenty-third, mm -hmm. I suppose it's reasonable. Um, and then December the fourteenth, holiday special, which is usually they get they get a bit silly around Christmas, fun silly, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. But, but uh, chick and it says having oh. Halloween stuff in the shops for the entire of October is the only thing that keeps the Christmas stuff off the shelves. Yeah, no, 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 no. When I when after, I worked for Marks and Spencer's, the mince pies used to come in in the middle of bloody August. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but after a after you get the Halloween stuff, you're into the Guy Fawkes night stuff. Very briefly, and then straight on to Christmas. 
Yeah, Gaff looks nice just to flash nope. in the pan. Because they did they did give the announcement for the when update 16 was that it's going to be the first week of August they were aiming for, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd so imagine the July 20th one, when they say let's prepare for update 16, that's going to be spoiler-filled. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So which means we should have update 16 by the time we go to ECM. Yep. Absolutely, and we'll find out what's happening with this uh, this whole story with whoever it is who who thinks they're connected to the Thargoids who got kidnapped, and then they got banned, then all of his mates got kicked out, then the Alliance offered them. Oh, it, yeah, it, it's somewhere on Gallant. Actually, I might as well ask Litho: Did you manage to get the 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 magic button wired up for um, putting things on screen? Uh, Galnet News. Did you get the Galnet News one uh, read live? Because we don't have, have a Galnet News this done. week. You might have done. Okay, so we do have we, we don't have a Galnet news from Wother Jude and Beetlespoon. Um so we're gonna have to make it up as we go along. I don't know if everybody else can see the Galnet uh, website. So the, the update was the disappearance of the dedicant. Now is the de- I get confused. I might need Wotherspoon to bring me up to date. Is the dedicant something to do with salvation? Don't know, but it's, it's like disappeared. Tunes. It's like tunes, isn't it? The dedicant. Apparently the Dedicants disappeared from Papuntia, or wherever it is. It, it's uh, the, it's the Far Godship, isn't it, the, the Dedicants? So in theory, nothing to do with Salvation yeah. anymore, even though he hid there for um, a while. So Dedicant isn't a person, Dedicant is the ship? Yes. Right, okay. So yeah, they were all... They were all um, uh, kicked out and then then the federals federal lot sort of invaded it to try and kick him out but then it vanished uh maybe a mystery coming and uh, but apparently the alliance did say they were going to give them shelter but the trouble is nobody can find where the alliance is because we've all forgotten um and lots of people were quoted as saying it's good or bad hmm. so yes far god cultists aren't they the ones that, i thought they were the ones all in trying to involve to get what used to be salvation talking to the thargoids and we know how that ended last time with a big explosion on a planet that went you know a bit bulbous on one side anyway so mm. there was that one and litho if you wouldn't mind panning back one one page from there pan pan if i can work out how yeah oh hang on a second uh, it's usually alt and the left key does that do it's oh, we've broken not. it no, it does not. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have oh, to tell you what. The forwards. right hand side probably. Um, here we go. So Aegis and Azimuth competing for now. Um, Flossie, you're you're going to be talking about the CGs later, so I'm I'm not going to go into that one because right. that's covered by you. And but then we have got Aegis receives Titan materials for Zeno research. So apparently, all the stuff you were doing in the CGs that Flossie's going to talk about in a bit has been useful, and they're using it for Zeno research. Unsurprisingly, I mean, it wasn't going to be for. You know, plant research, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't going to be for rock research. Uh, so yeah, that's the kind of stuff that Wotherspoon and Beetlejuice were going to be talking about, and I'm sure there'll be a catch up from them. You can always catch them. They do some other broadcasts during the week, not just on a Thursday. So you can, you know, look for Galnet News Digest on the interweb, and I'm sure they will be bringing an update uh, when they stopped melting, both of them. Um, so there's that. Uh, then we've got some space news. We need a theme for that, don't we? Space news. Space news. Space news. So um, I think Sandy Crevice, uh, Litho Breaker, you were you were the one talking about the peanut butter wrestling, weren't you? Uh, yes. So why don't you why don't you tell us about the first one on our list, which is about peanuts? Well, approximately, it's peanut shaped. Approximately, which peanut yeah. butter isn't. But other than that, yeah. Um, so, 
Hayabusa, the Japanese probe that brought bits of, well, peanut butter, back to Earth, has um, found a likely cause of um, liquid water on Earth. So it was barren, and then peanuts landed, and we got wet. Was yeah. it a burst pipe? It was No, it was because they'd eaten all the salty peanuts and they were thirsty. Yeah, okay. Right. So um, they, 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 they are postulating, I suppose that's a good word, isn't it? That's not quite a word of the week word, but they're postulating yeah. that maybe all the water on Earth arrived on big rocks from space. Yeah. In, in the past, they've known that some of the water's come from asteroids, some from comets, some from various different sources, but there didn't seem to be enough water in asteroids to make up the right percentage of it for the number of asteroid strikes that we've had to match the isotope levels in the water. But now it looks like asteroids are soggier than we thought. So, mm. so that changes right, all so the calculations. Yeah. Ah, yeah. right. If you're going to have an asteroid, you want the soggy one. Okay. Mm. Um, well, I understand the, the asteroid itself is actually salty, though. It's not um, just wet, but it's salty wet. Yes, and it's, it's, it's the salty that's making them realise that there was more water around than they thought there was. Ah, right, which is why the seas are salty, but maybe not because there were other reasons the seas are salty. But okay. Related. See, yeah. Um, so, and the anchovies have got somewhere to swim. So there's that one. Uh, and then, um, Flossie, have you, have, have, you got, have you got a link to one of them if I was to quiz you a tiny bit about your friend Cosmic Ray? Pardon? I used to go to school with him. Cosmic, Cosmic Ray, our number, our number two article, is about a space ray. I'll wait to see um, what happened. Oh, wait, I, I don't know. Just a minute. Oh, you don't know? Um, hang on a second. Well, let's pop this one up. Um, they found out that um, cosmic rays cause earthquakes. Oh, do they know? Or they're more intense. Um, so, and not like Glastonbury intense, but, you know, in intense. <laughs> um, so, so, what they're saying on. is that. After cosmic rays visited, they asked if the Earth moved for somebody, and the answer was yes. Right. Okay. And they put a picture of the wibbly, wibbly Earth. Cosmic ray made the Earth move. Yes, so apparently they've looked at about 50 years' worth of data and found the intensity of global seismic activity correlated with the average variation in the intensity of secondary particles created by cosmic radiation, with a time mm -hmm. lag of around mm -hmm. two weeks. Yeah, it would be two weeks, yeah. Does be. this have a correlation to Nicolas Cage movies? Or peanut butter-covered cage fights between yeah. presidents. Or, yeah, or soggy things in the atmosphere. Mm. Mm. Uh, but apparently the link between the two phenomena may have nothing to do with the intensity of the cosmic rays, but their ability to breach Earth's defences. Um, and they have ruled out the possibility that the observed correlation was down to chance alone. Now, what that does mean is that we get a two-week warning of it might be a bit worse in two weeks. Where's the Earth defence yeah. fleet when you need them? They're yes, they're too busy poking, up, <laughs> poking holes in hut and truckers. Um, but, but apparently they, they, they like the initialisms as much as, or, or maybe the acronyms as much as we do, because apparently the Cosmic Ray Extremely Distributed Observatory, or CREDO, yeah. was the, 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 the property used for observing such things. Um, anyway, so yeah, earthquakes are connected to Space Ray. Um, <laughs> then our next piece of space news is about our old friend Trappist-1. Now, if you remember, when Trappist-1 was one of the uh, one of the exoplanet discoveries, it was made oh, a good few years back now, but when they looked in our universe, the Elite Dangerous universe, they discovered, oh, look, there is something there, and it's got the right mass distribution. Okay, so it's not quite the right number of planets, but the mass distribution was about right. But there's bad news. Hmm. 
apparently there's no atmosphere. It's a bit like Hutton on a Thursday night. Is it cold outside? Yes. And we're all alone, more or less. Hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so apparently there is bad news. It looks like when they've been observing it, they can't find very much atmosphere at well, all. Well, this is Trappers 1C, isn't it? This is yeah. one of the... They did yeah, yes. one B about three or four weeks ago, and that one wasn't good either. I'm, no, I'm trying to I'm scraping out the back of my memory. I thought was it? Well, e? it's E was in the best place in the habitable zone. I can't remember. Yeah, but there's like one of them was seven, a super system, wasn't it? There's seven or eight of them in the habitable zone, though. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, a, oh yeah, it says one of one of seven. E, F, and but, G. Despite the fact it's an ultra cool red dwarf, so it's got no atmosphere, but they've got an ultra cool red dwarf star. So it's the it cat. Wears, it. it wears sunglasses ECM. even in the dark. It's the cat. The cat. No, not the cat. The coolest one was definitely Holly. Um, anyway, apparently it's one of seven planets, and they've been studying it. Now, we would have to ask um, Eros Maidelung about how they're doing this, but I think they're looking for chemical signatures um, from. Oh, anyway. I'm sure he's done a, an article on this one for us in the past. But apparently, despite the fact it's an ultra-cool red dwarf star, the surface of the planet is 107 degrees Celsius. Hmm. Yeah, it's a bit... It's a bit... That's like Glasgow last week. Yeah, uh, which is about as warm as Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's as warm um, as Texas in the winter. Yeah, so apparently at this temperature, the exoplanet's atmosphere is likely extremely thin if it exists hmm. at all. All boiled away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, um, and apparently also the red, the red dwarf stars like Travis One emit bright X-ray and ultraviolet, radi ultraviolet radiation that strip away planets' atmospheres. Hmm. So yeah, no, I think we'll find that one. A nope. Yes, um, that's yeah. a no. Well, it's a hard no. That's hear a nope. About e, F, and G first. Let's yeah, let's see the light Dismiss it completely. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's one that's hiding around the corner from it. That's just a, maybe it's 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 like porridge. You know, it's yeah, maybe, um, well, Travis One is. Is one that the planet has to occlude the uh, the star, doesn't it? So E, yes. F, and G are obviously yeah. longer periods. There's also the thing as well is periods. They're, they're so they wouldn't out. have occurred. They're no, it's it's, it's not that chicks. They're uh, they're releasing the planets one at a time in the JWST data rather than doing them all as a bunch. So they're just but keeping people hanging. But how is JWST observing them if it doesn't observe them against the disk of the sun? Oh, it does, but the, the periods are measured in days, not weeks or months. They've gone around yeah, many, exactly. many times since JWST's been looking. So. Surely can... Your TRAPPIST-1E was found using the transit method. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they all were. Yep. Uh, apparently, it is an, it's a close-to-Earth-sized one. E hmm. is close-to-Earth-sized, so maybe that's a better candidate. Um... Uh, apparently, it was depicted in artists' representations as a tidally locked planet with a liquid ocean. Um, but uh, based on its density, it is likely not entirely covered in water. But we don't know. They're going to have to observe that one soon, I'm sure. If it's tidally locked, it'll be hot on one side and cold on the other. So there's lots yeah. of winds yeah. blowing. Mm -hmm. Now, carrying on a theme from previous weeks about how certain countries on the planet here, like measuring things in anything but sensible measurements, uh, there was an article about an asteroid as large as 84 orcas. Now, this caused some discord in the studio here. How many bananas the is that? definition of large. Oh, that, exactly, how many bananas, but whether they were talking about is it as long as 84 orcas, orcas as heavy as 84 orcas, or as, mass, uh, as, as, as large in three dimensions as 84 orcas, we couldn't tell from the article. All we did, can say is it's big. 
I did calculate the length in bananas. Yeah. So, assuming it was length, 84 orcas long, how many bananas is so, that? Assuming it's 84 orcas long and assuming the average banana is 13 centimetres, uh, that would mean it is... Didn't you say 77? 77.37 bananas 84. per orca. Um, so, times that by 84, you get 6,499.27 bananas. bananas. So, approximately 6,500 bananas. Long. And, oh, we, the we, and the orca still... is a dolphin, not a whale. Oh, yes. But, and then we got we... into a debate about dolphins and whales. And, but as yes. we pointed out earlier, the 77 bananas is, let's call it, for sake of argument, 10 bunches. I mean, 10 bunches of banana. I mean, I know orcas don't um, eat bananas. Not, but do you want... Wood fatness mouth with those one mouth end. Do you not want me to work out the mass? Well, I bet they would. Um, yeah. Yes, well, do we know Do we know the mass? Hang on a second. Well, uh... if, if we equate uh, it to 84 orcas mass... Yeah. That's different. Yeah, that's a whole more mess of bananas. Yeah, Chips. yeah. See, the article's unclear. It says it's, no, it has the, a the, massive the, the size. The article actually is very clear. It's eight hundred and thirty meters on its longest axis, which is eighty-four acres, because they're nine point eight meters long each. Ah, uh, right. Okay, so it was talking length, not yeah. yeah okay. Ooh, that's right. interesting, isn't it? Nine point eight meters long. That's there's mm -hmm. some function of G there, isn't there? What do we yeah. know about what do walkers if, know um, about? The if if you got an orca balancing on its tail and you step off its nose, you'll You'll hit terminal velocity before you hit the ground. No, you no, won't. No, that was a sperm whale or a bowl of Ah, penis. right, yeah. Not again. Okay, well, anyway... I um, it's uh, wrong, but... actually, because, yeah. I mean, the average orca is 33 feet long, which is... 9.8 metres. Uh, yeah. Well, um, that's... And we know 1,005 that centimetres. That's half a cricket pitch. Yeah, well, one orca. yeah it is. Well, there you go, then. In that case, In that case, it's 42 cricket pitches. Excellent. Excellent. 42. Mm -hmm. That's uh, astonishing. Why didn't they lead with it being 42 cricket pitches long? That would have been far more useful. Yeah, probably because they're not English. Well, given that you start using feet and then... Well, no, they're doing metres brackets. Feet, well, no, if, so you're English, if you're English, you're doing cricket pitches. You, you do all, you, everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, NASA works in meters and translates to feet for its audience. Um, so just out of curiosity, how many London buses is that? London <laughs> bus. Uh, no, you, yeah. you can't. You can't get eighty-four orcas on one London bus. That'd be silly. Well, is no. it a route master? It'd be very cramped. You could try though. Do you still yeah, count the N fifteen night bus? Probably could. Do you still count it in route masters? Oh, definitely. Yeah, one of these yeah. new fangled. I yeah, you can't be. Who wants the measure of Boris bus? Oh, no, no, let's not talk about I that. I don't want to measure well, anything. It's, it's, it's interesting because the article goes on to say that these astronomical dimensions are essential. Yeah, so it's telling us that measuring in orcas and bananas is essential, particularly when considering asteroids that pass near Earth. And that's the purpose of the article, is that if all of a sudden 84 orcas nose to tail, mm. plus mm. their buddies swimming alongside them for whatever the rest of the size of the asteroid is, decided to land on one bit of Earth, it might make a bit of a mess. Yeah. How well, many bananas away from the earth will it be? Well, oh. that, there's a question. <laughs> um, the day, the days to look up or the days to duck are July the fifth and July the twelfth coming up, and there are two um, quite large, actually. They let's call them football stadium sized. Mm. Large. This is a Premier League football stadium as well. It's not like North not, Fleet FC or anything. Oh no! Well, yeah, 170, they are if they 280 meters. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's the and they're coming within two million kilometers. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, the um, yeah, so the, the, the one that's 84 hours long will be about, back of the fact packet, about 30 billion bananas away. So I think we're mm. safe. Yes. Um, yeah, so the, I can see the ones you're talking about here. There's a 200 to 450 metre diameter one on the 24th of June. And you've got a 71 metre to 160 metre one on the 28th of June. I'm looking at the Rarity 2 um, um, list. Just so we're not boring our uh, audience too much. There's the list. Well, that's a jolly big one. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, uh, on, on July the 5th. July the twelfth, as well as very similar sized, uh, it's like its twin. Yeah, where where is Bruce Willis and a drilling rig when you need him? Um, I don't need him. It's fifteen billion three hundred eighty-four thousand uh, million six hundred fifteen thousand three hundred eighty-four point six one five bananas away. Is that how many bananas uh, Alex Zuno has uh, submitted this week? Very likely. Yeah. Well, of course, we, about we are taking and... the average size of the banana being 13 centimetres. I mean, you yeah. do get some big bananas. You get some centimetres. But you get some small ones as well. It's like, it's like the width we, of my hand. We have a, we have a point of order from Commander Valkyria that orcas, orcas are actually 130.4 metres long. No, we're not. Yeah, but that's, the no, elite that's in the future. That's in the future. They've grown bigger. Oh, Everyone yeah, that's... does. The elite wiki says. That's a cottage elite wiki. Yes, yeah. the elite wiki, yes, of course. <laughs> oh, that orca. Yeah, yes. those orcas. Right, well, I, I think that's it for our uh, space news for this week. Um, so uh, the next bit is obviously to uh, ask uh, Flossie and the, the drummeister um, to to uh, get ready to announce who this week's mug winner is for the Too Hot, Too Missy mug win. This week's mug winner is... Takamoto. Congratulations, Commander Takamoto. Um, so, Commander Takamoto needs to get in touch with us so they can claim their mug. How might Takamoto get in touch with us? Uh, email I took part at huttonorbital.com. And what do they have to put in that email apart from, oh, it's me? Uh, proof of who they are, like a, um, a screenshot of their cockpit with their name showing and also of course contact details for where we can send the mug yeah we did have one recently uh, that bounced we we actually found the rubber mug recently oh why uh, i i think um apology officer you 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 were dealing with that one about the rubber mug that bounced the rubber mug i don't know whether yeah it went that. and then it bounced at destination oh, came back again yeah, yes yeah. well the the delivery company got it and said we delivered it, but never actually told the guy that they were delivering it to, that they'd attempted to deliver it, if they, in fact, did de attempt to deliver it. But then it and got then, back to Mr. Cow. Then it got sent back to Cow. Yep, absolutely. Um, so so we have a well-travelled mug. It's a very well, well-travelled mug. Uh, so we've discovered a homing mug. A homing mug yeah. or, or a rubber mug, whichever you, you prefer. So that, that is going to be sent out again. But congratulations. That, travel, that whole journey tra was uh, 97,412 bananas long. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> For an average banana, of course, of 13 yeah, but, uh, centimeters. Yeah, yeah 13, 13 centimetre banana. Sandrine has just pointed out that fair trade bananas are a different size as well. Well, well that's metric. just not fair. <laughs> 
Anyway, well, Takamoto, you've won. Tell us who you are. And um, Overlight yeah. would have liked to rub a mug, yes, because Overlight smashed his mug, silly sausage. Um, yes. Okay, so we're now going to go to the apology officer because you do now by sheer coincidence, by genuine, honest. I've even um, changed the sentence because of this. Yeah, so we we you had put this in the script lower down, and then I was writing the article about. Yes. Um, I put uh, it in Saturday. Tuesday, and you wrote the article about Saturday today, didn't you? Uh, absolutely, I wrote it seconds before going on air, yes. without having read any of the rest of it, and we came up with the same word. So, what is this week's word of the week? Word of the week is rambunctious. And what does it mean? It means uncontrollably exuberant or boisterous. Can Definitely you use it in a like sentence, me. please? <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Amelia? Can you use it in a sentence, please? I certainly can. Rampage is expected to be ridiculously rambunctious in his revels on Saturday. Really? Well, there you go. So yes. could, you, could you repeat that, please? Rampage is expected to be ridiculously rambunctious in his revels on Saturday. Wouldn't it be revelry Remarkable. in his revelry on Saturday? Well, I didn't write it. It was someone. I thought revels were sweeties. They are sweeties. Are they are. It's going to be yeah, rambunctious in a large pit of them, then, maybe. Chocolate. He's <laughs> yeah. getting in the revels pit. <laughs> right. Uh, and on that note, it's just about time to uh, introduce the next segment of the show. Uh, now, are you you seem to have cancelled your um, can cancelled your sulk from last week. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. So go on then. Ha, 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 ha. What do you call a pickled anteater? Jeff. Barry? No, no, Jeff. No, Jeff's an armadillo. You can't call him an armadillo. You can't call him the word. Uh, what no, do you call a pickled call... anteater? Um... It's a jarred bark. Oh dear. Seamless. Armadillo. And now it, it is time for Flossie. And this week's Community Goal News. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. And the Community Goal. Hello, Flossie here with this week's CG News. Last week's CGs finished at 0600 UTC today. Aegis Appeal for Titan Tissue Samples finished at Tier 1 with nearly 59.9 thousand units collected. The top 75% of contributors will receive the following paint jobs. Alliance Crusader Aegis Garrison Federal Gunship Aegis Garrison Imperial Clipper, Aegis Garrison. Asimov's request Titan tissue samples finished at Tier 1 with 38.7 thousand units collected and the top 75% of contributors will receive the following paint jobs. Eagle Asimov Callus, Ferdilance Asimov Callus, Create Mark II Asimov Callus. And this week there are no CGs. That's it for this week's CG News. Plus he told you what to do. Thank you, Flossie. 
Well, there's no Beetlejuice and Wotherspoon this week because it looks like they fell into the custard pot whilst trying to get some close-up shots of a Titan for their next broadcast and are having to be hosed down. So instead, we'll be heading straight to the Hutton Helper results from the Apology Officer. Welcome. Welcome to the Hutton Helper results. The Hutton Helper results are sponsored by the Hutton Helper, the only third-party resource to come with a free henge for all your druidic needs. This week we have the following events. The Spirit in the Sky Cup, the Translating Bottom Tournament, the Dancing Round with Flowers in Your Hair Deja Vu Trophy, the Sacrifice to the Old Gods Charity Shield, the Boiled Up in a Wicker Man Spectacular, and the Rolled All the Way from Wales and Big Logs Award. So, get your chakras harmonised that the Hutton Helper results are Popper App jumped 33,000 light years to go first in distance travelled, Old Ed sold 13,000 tonnes of cargo, Psycon is top mission runner with 572 mission points. Alex Zuno handed in 333,333,333 credits worth of bounties. Dart Virtual handed in 1.4 billion credits of combat bonds and destroyed 400 Thargoids. Hmm, that adds up. And Millstone Barn delivered 2,354 people to their various destinations. So, Decals for Psycon, XTC Mr. Sly for Cargo Pot, CX7 for Ore Mind, and Oplunker1005 for Object Scans. Please email I took part at huttonorbital.com and arrange to collect your Hutton decal kit, which this week consists of a Hutton shaped arrangement of large stones, some smelly hippies, and a little ray of sunshine. There have been 17 Hutton runs by 8 commanders in the last 7 days. Hydro B did 4 runs, the best of which was 1 hour 23 minutes and 30 seconds. The Berk did 2 runs, the best of those was 1 hour 23 minutes and 36 seconds. Noddy Clone did the run in 1 hour 23 minutes 49 seconds, and Norbert Paternod did it in 1 hour 23 minutes and 55 seconds. Bandicoots did 2 runs, and the best of those was 1 hour 24 minutes and 1 second. Steve King did 3 runs, the uh, best of them was 1 hour 24 minutes and 22 seconds. Turkey Mouse, 4 runs, 1 hour 32 minutes and 5 seconds. And that's the Hutton runs. The There is a whole galaxy of stuff out there needing. Latipulated, desalinated, shriveled, mitigated, exploded, launched, verified, motivated, evacuated, unfriended, ejected, manhandled or womanhandled, smeared, deflected, emphasized, apostrophized, lasered in the face, snuffled, flip-flopped, mistranslated to and from Spanish, frothed, chilled, mugged, ginned, wrapped up with a pretty bow, shipshot rescued, stewed in their own juices, battered and deep-fried, dead-dropped, painted and rolled down a hill, Destroyed, bought, phoned in, squeezed, inflated, patched, liquidated, evaporated, smelled, licked, discombobulated, recombobulated, 
head-butted, eviscerated, compressed, enveloped, strained, fermented, motherized with an S, interrobanged, upcycled, violently downcycled, disallowed after con- uh, disallowed and then reallowed after consulting VR, loved, adored, cherished, and probinated. And you can earn yourself a very fetching hut and decal for doing it. To get involved, just go to hot.fathermug.com and train up for the spectacular hut and helper available in three mercurial formats. Let's face it, anything has to be better than turning up dressed for the winter solstice. And that's it for this week. Back to Studio 5. And now we go to Amelia Hawke for this week's Gallonet Rares Digest. You are about to listen to Amelia Hawke. She tries all the galaxy's most dangerous rare items, so you don't have to. week, the rare item that we'll be trying can only loosely be described as a food. It's technically classed as a medicine, but because you eat it, it's rare, and most definitely extremely dangerous, I'll be giving it a try. We've headed to the Vega system. The first challenge was to obtain the permit, which is only available from the Federation. As you arrive, the first thing that strikes you is how beautiful the main star is a white, V-class, scoopable. Visible from Earth at only 25 light-years distance, it once held the honour of being the North Star in antiquity, a state that will be reclaimed in a little under 11,000 years. This week's rare is sold from Taylor City, orbiting the rocky Popov Reward. It's actually harvested from an Earth-like world in system known as Tracy's Haven. Reading the literature on the system, the guidebook says, very high humidity and native life make this an interesting place to visit. Many exotic foodstuffs are grown here. The scenery is strikingly beautiful, though the wildlife can be a little dangerous. Was known in ancient times as three Alpha Lyrae. The system has a population of over 600 million people and the planet grows all manner of exotic foodstuffs. It's not those we're here to try, but Vega Slimeweed. Flowering only every five years or so before dying, it is very rare. And due to its modern designation as a medicine, it's expensive to obtain. When discovered, it was initially thought to be a plant, leafy and bearing fruits that are, uh, for want of a better description, like sweet corn in appearance. At the base of the leaves, Early adventurers, part of an ongoing theme in our research, promptly ate the slimeweed, declaring it delicious raw. It was only in the week afterward that they started to discover the side effects of including slimeweed in their diets. No matter how much they ate, they weren't putting on any weight. After their long journey through space, and in some cases, 
they even lost some quite significant amounts. After medical checks, they all appeared healthy. Their bodies had the right mix of vitamins and minerals. It's just that there was less of it. Their food intake on, on this lush world was high. The native foods are abundant in all the essential ingredients to, well, eat like a king. And eat like that they did. Even after the initial season of the slime weed had ended and they'd not eaten any for, well, an awful long time, did they start to worry? It turns out that slime weed isn't actually a plant, but a parasite. It lodges inside the intestines, leaves lining the way and absorbing a high proportion of the foods that pass through anyone's system. It's slow growing, but through its own processes, regularly creates fresh slime weed corn kernels to expel the excess. It, it is beneficial to the body as it's highly efficient at extracting and passing into the bloodstream of its host many of the nutrients needed to remain healthy, only keeping a portion of the foodstuffs for itself. But it does reject much of the food that passes it. I mean, talking of passing, as with sweet corn, the kernels that don't latch on, or are created in the body, do pass. A few to start with, but the more you eat, the more it produces. Corn with every movement. Disconcerting to say the least, that with no corn in, corn still comes out. The parasite is one of the hardiest that humanity has come across, and to date, one of the more benevolent. It provides a level of immunity to biological poisons and toxins unrivaled by even medical science. And as long as you carry on eating, it renders its host almost impervious to weight gain. Eat a dozen donuts for an afternoon tea every day, or deep-fried everything with sauce for nearly every meal, you'll maintain your athletic spacefaring figure almost indefinitely. It's very hard to remove from the body, but there are deeply unpleasant medical cocktail combinations that will do the job and purge you thoroughly. And despite the positive effects of the symbiotic relationship, purging is most definitely something that you want to do. There is one very nasty side effect of the slime weed. Every five years or so, the parasite pupates. Quite literally, alien life will grow inside you and devour you from the inside as the next stage of the life cycle of the slime weed starts. It begins with extreme hunger pangs that you can't get rid of, before becoming the most dreadful stomach cramps followed by an exceedingly painful and violent death reminiscent of the very worst of 20th century horror films. Trust me, purge like you've never purged before. Galactic TV starlets throughout the galaxy foolishly put themselves through the cycle of slimeweed and purge every few years in a vain effort to make themselves adhere to some archaic social norm. Rich Imperials use it to keep themselves svelte despite bacchanalian orgies night after night. There are genuine medicinal uses for those that need it. I've noticed the effects already. My flight suit is a little baggier around the edges despite having sampled just about every food on offer on this world. I feel healthy and well-fed, but that there's a lingering doubt in my mind. The doctors who have allowed me to try it 
for it's not widely available and, and should only be eaten under the supervision of a qualified practitioner. They say I'll be perfectly fine after a purge, though I'll have a certain anxiety about what happens every time I get a stomach cramp in the future. I mean, did it work? Am I about to have my insides rearranged to my outsides? Huh. This is Amelia Hawke reporting for the Galnet Rares Digest. I'm about to drink my second purgative just in case. And I can tell you for free that nothing is worth this. It smells of yak armpit hair and, and, and it tastes even worse. I'd like to remind everyone that you're fine the way you are. And please, don't mess with this stuff. I've eaten it and given you a warning. So you most definitely don't have to. Slimweed, it'll be fine. Slimweed, slimweed, slim yeah, yeah. Seamless, yeah, absolutely. I was saying slimeweed, wasn't I? You were, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. You're saying it with such conviction. I know, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's uh, it'll be fine in the edit. You think yeah, well, it's just the thought of it. A, a purple, uh, you think they can get a big man in a, a pink jumpsuit to jump a bit rapidly? Yeah. And but the, I have a question, an important question, Amelia. Yeah? I probably don't want to know the answer. How do you know about yak armpit hair? I mean, have you gone around <laughs> sniffing yaks? And you, don't, you don't want to know. And it says it tastes even worse. I mean, yeah, so you know that it tastes worse than that yak armpit hair. Yep, yep. I, do, yeah, I know these things, guys. I go through this stuff for you. Yeah, yak arms. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole of the yak is hairy. Where, where does yak... Body hair finish, and you know what I mean, and and, and armpit hair stuff. I, I, I don't. You want can to make clearly it. tell by the change um, in flavour. The, <laughs> the, the biologics, the, the biologics like... of it is um is complicated, mm. but you know you you just. Is it less coarse it. and little softer? Maybe I don't know. Um. Anyway, nasty. So yeah, as you say, as coarse. a piece of advice for everybody, you don't want to be messing with this kind of hokum. You know, get slim or slime quick kind no. of deal just just be happy the way you are and don't have this stuff because you know if you haven't purged properly the alternative is is deeply deeply unpleasant well the purge is deeply deeply unpleasant too <laughs> well nobody needs do... this kind of thing in their no. life everyone is perfect just the way they are yes yeah oh, i don't know have you seen the woman at number 37 oh, I certainly wouldn't argue with her. I'll tell you that one for free. She she looks stern. Um, right. Well, look. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, give, her hope, a roll, give her a rolling pen and an apron. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, just don't give one of Flossie's pans because be be Flossie is reserved. Next, she'll be in the next <laughs> of late coin calendar. I'll tell you that for nothing. So so um, so who, who's go, who's going on Saturday? Um, so uh, Flossie, you're you're joining us on Saturday. I am. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll take plenty of photographs as well for everybody who can't join us. Yeah. Uh, we will be seeing King Hanky and working out whether he's the real one or the wrong one. We haven't worked out a test for the Hanky yet to see which the one's the real one. The only kind of Hanky is a wrong one. 
<laughs> well, possibly. Yeah, they're, they're uh, and obviously, Rampage, Dead Meat, Litho. Yep, yeah, I'll be there. I think Litho, you'll 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 be there. Um, oh, the the usual assortment of uh, ne'er do wells and dead meats, and um, yeah, I, I didn't enough, actually know was... about it. I didn't actually know about it until just like day before yesterday, and oh. I'd, I'd already made plans to visit my mother this weekend. So, oh, sorry, sorry about that. It's all the way up in the lands of the north. We have to wear a flat cap and things. It's to not in the lands of the north. It's in the lands to the south. Well, it's not in North Britain. Depending on it's, your perspective. Uh, to, it's to the east for me. It, it, it's in the north of South Britain. Yeah. Yeah. Middle it, Britain, then. It's it's south of the wall. Is, it wasn't mm. that a TV show, Middle Britain, or was that Little Britain? I can't know. Oh, anyway. Yeah, you're thinking of the Waltons. I can't possibly comment on where it is. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it's north. Bear in mind, I'm nearly on the wet bit as you fall off the bottom of the country. Then, yes, it's a long way. It's about four hours north from me. Anyway, so, my ecky thump hat and my uh, black pudding are at the dry cleaners. <laughs> oh, I think I, think I, I did bump into Commander Aiden. Luxury! I, I did bump into Commander Aiden a couple of days ago. I popped down to a, a watering hole near uh, his, his parents' place, which is just around the corner from where we are here, actually, and uh, managed to go to a nice watering hole with him uh, for, for a, a couple of jars of... Uh, well, for me, I was driving, so it was the soft stuff. But, um, yeah, it was, it was good to catch up with him. I do believe he might be coming as well. Um, so we're good to catch up with Commander Aiden. Um, other than that, and before we have to issue all the warnings um, and and t- t- turn Amelia's head slightly further away from the microphone before she destroys our audience for us. <coughs> She's got to stand um, in the kitchen for this part. Yes. <laughs> I don't kitchen? know what your neighbours on a Thursday Yeah, not even our kitchen, our neighbour's kitchen. Yeah. I haven't had any neighbours complain. I think it like Ooh, they probably perfect, use it as a they, they probably use it as a, a, a timestamp of some kind. It's, yeah, it's approximately like, oh, ten still, pm. Still get time for a movie. Ooh, yeah, I think it's just coming up to <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, it's, it, it's approximately ten pm, except if it's the first one of the month, isn't it? Oh. Or is it the last one of the month? In which mm. case, it could be any it's o'clock. Half eleven. On, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> how many week. Every time they do it, it's like, every time you do that, they go, "Did you hear that? I'm sure I heard something." Yeah, I heard it. And then they'll let's listen and see if it happens again. No, and it it doesn't, and they forget. But yeah, so next week is a green room week. Um, if you would like to pop in and join us, you are more than welcome. Um, so um, we will do the show as normal, but at the end of the show next week, we pop down to the green room, or depending on how many people are there, we drag them into the studio, and we say hi to people. Uh, generally speaking, uh, we encourage talking about what you've been up to in your spaceships or fascinating stuff. I mean, Valkarius tends to tell us about maths a lot. Uh, numbers um but um do your best to fascinate us about what great fun you've been having in your free time and then when you run out of things to say um or get completely tongue twisted you say for the mug and we move on to the next person uh, obviously please do uh, try and get your push to talk set up and your microwave working and the dryer that's right next to your um, um microphone uh, on or can, off uh, or on silent can you just ask him if they're going to come to the green room as well to bring snacks because we've you know, been on air for like an hour and a half by then. Yeah, so and I've got revels on the brain now. Yeah, revels on the brain. Oh, yes, revels, definitely. Yeah, Flossie, you're in charge of revels, okay? My first week of hosting is going to be a green room week. Oh, It's easy, there's only one extra button. Oh. Well, it, Amelia, don't feel pressured into it. Have, do, do a test run uh, during your yeah. next training session with the sensei. Yeah. It, with, it, it, with the maestro. If you're not happy with it by the end of the training run on Tuesday, then I'm available on Thursday, so you don't have to do it. Okay. So don't feel pressured. Thing is that if you, 
I've found that the best way to learn something is being thrown in at the deep end. <laughs> and we've done that and with I, a few presenters over the years. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I don't like that method of training, but it's effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and if well, you get it wrong, we yeah. won't take the piss at you or anything. The thing is, because yeah, you, will. Happened, you, <laughs> won't, you won't find an easier... And very mature about the whole situation. An easier audience than, than this lot, because they're used to us putting in seams everywhere. So I'm, I'm sure our, our Twitch audience, certainly, if not the radio audience, are more, more than happy just to sort of yell, seams! Or seamless. <laughs> if you're not used to it by now, you soon will be. Yes. Uh, it's exhilarating. It's fun. I remember talking to Litho after his his first one, and also um, um, Josh as well. <laughs> and uh, everybody was like, "I oh, yeah, it's a complete buzz." But oh my god, I'm drained now. <laughs> but of course, after three or four goes at it, you sort of get, "Yeah, I got this." And you can juggle the random things that the idiot um, host for the evening um, throws at you. Like, oh, could you put this on screen um, at a second's notice? Um, you'll get the hang of it, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, look, thank you very much to the entire Riddick crew. Thank you very much to Flossie. We'll see you tomorrow. To the Apology Officer, we won't see you tomorrow, but we will see you in a no. few weeks. Yes. Or is it tomorrow's Rampage's thing? Tomorrow? Well, no, no, sorry, Saturday. I'm going up tomorrow, and then I'm stopping. And uh, you get the idea. Yeah, so Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Um, he did uh, say it was a long way north. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Or south. And Chicks as well, thank you very much for doing all the deliveries. And uh, is the screen telling us you're doing more at the moment? I think you're doing. Where did you just land? Hang on a second. You were at. Olawusi's claim. Oh, Olawusi's claim. Is that in HIP 42214? It is, and it's the no, very it's in last one. It's the last one of 54 in that system. 54? My goodness. And it's a first uh, first gin fall and first mug fall on that one as well. So yeah. nobody, as far as we can tell, has ever been there before. And it started with nine starting tragets. Nine starting what? Tragets. What is the what is the estimate yeah. of how long it's going to take to complete? Another four years. For a fifth of the yeah. I know. <laughs> it depends on how you calculate it, but don't hold your breath. Right, so everybody in the chat, I want you to do ten mugs before Thursday. There we go. It's one thousand three hundred and forty seven bananas. <laughs> <laughs> the banana is a unit of time. Yes. Well, if, the same as the parsec is how you do the Kessel Run. Yeah, yeah. If you count a banana as a unit of time, then it's 1,347. I suppose it, you could use the banana as a unit of time if you were eating them. But you can only eat them so fast. I, I can't tell you that as an orcas because I can't do the multiplication. But no, no, you don't, you don't want to eat orcas. They're too blubbery. You, you definitely have heart problems. Mm. Did we crunch the numbers on mass of bananas to orca ratio? No. Well, I'll tell you what, should we crunch them before next week and have the answers handy? <laughs> Unless the asteroid gets measured, the, the other asteroid gets measured in something like, I don't know, they'll use something bigger for the next one. They'll say, oh, this one's in sperm whales or something. It was, it was giraffes last time, wasn't it? Didn't yeah, they use llamas was... once as a unit of measure? I thought we did height of llamas. Is it height or length? Yes. Yes. Are llamas or, or square? Mass. If you drew a box around a llama, right, would it actually come out square? Only if it's heavily overfed. An llama box. No, I mean just you know, like round the top of its head and down the sides. You know, in, in terms of its no, length no, and height. Cool. Oh, height to length. It would be quite a llama ring yes. if they were. Yeah. Oh. Or we could measure it in hard box. Yeah, my got it. llama ring. We should start measuring everything in hard box. Yeah, hard box oh, yeah. should be the new Hutton standard unit of measure. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, I'm, they're very nearly. They are very nearly. I'm running out of jokes, so we need to start measuring things. Llamas are one point <laughs> seven meters in one direction, and one point six meters in the other direction. So llamas are very nearly square. Okay. That's a little bit of experimental error. Experimental aardvarks, give or take a few. Yeah, about yes. two and a half. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. two and a half. Yeah, and then bananas. Uh, about Seven. eleven, twelve. Yeah, that's okay. Right, we, we can do it. We can, we can do it. We can work it out. Anyway, um, it, uh, so this is the point of the show where we we, we sort out two things. Uh, the the first thing is we're probably going to raid somebody afterwards. Uh, we have had a habit recently of um, raiding the the marvelous commander Woolies. I think we jumped in on Woolies, and we had Jack Little last week, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Who promptly combat logged on us again. Um, so uh, before we do this next bit, have we checked whether there's anybody streaming at the moment that we might want to go and raid? So do hang around if you'd fancy I'm being dropped on an Elite Dangerous stream. What? It's a Stargoid playing Elite Dangerous. Oh, the Stargoids. Jack Little, uh, Nightbite, Stargoid, Sargon of Akav. Fantastic uh, 91. Fantastic 91, yes. Jack Little, yes. Uh, what do we, do we have a preference? Where are we going to go to after the end of this one? Bed. Uh, well, is Jack Little doing doing elite things? Um, he is. He is. He's probably going to combat log on us again. But should, should we, we'll, we'll head for... Well, either that or should we go and drop in on some Stargoids? They're exploring Barnard's Loop at the moment over with the Stargoids, I think. Let's, mm. go, let's go Stargoid this week. Shall we? um, so, so, Litho, are you, are you ready to drop us on the Stargoid at the end of the, uh, the show? Uh, no, I'll have to log into Twitch to do that. Hang on. No, it's fine. I've got it. I've got oh, it here. You've got so it, you I've got, can do I've got it, yeah. the. I've got the magic. I've got the magic button. So I. I can do that here once the music gets to the right point. Uh, now. Oh, wait a minute. A... I think Stargoid has stopped streaming. Oh no, no he's still there. Combat log. No, he's still there. Okay, that's just me then. That does. That says that's seen him go off. Right. Um, so here is your warning. If you are a regular, you will know what is about to happen. If you're not, then you need to pay attention to this warning. Uh, Amelia is about to get incredibly loud, which means if you've got your earphones in your ears, if you've got your speakers turned up loud, if you are sensitive to loud noises, you might just want to move them all away from your ears just for a second before we go into the Hutton theme tune. Um, anyway, there is a little countdown for this one. There's a little alert after the alert. Just hold it away for a minute, and then you can come back for the theme tune and the raid on the Stargoid. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you next week. Somebody sound the alert. For the mug! For the mug! And anyone else? Mug! For the mug, 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 mug. mug. It takes me a little while to put my headphones back on. No journey too long and no cargo too small. The profit margins never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way. We'll take anything, anytime, anywhere. To the sun, Swivel likes the pilot on the Xbox One. Alvin at the front, you know he leads as well.
Gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everyone's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too? Seamless.